With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Does your insurance agent treat you like family? Insurance Corporation is programmed to build interpersonal relationships with members of family units. We communicate on a four-name basis with all customer numbers. Only a human who knows you can create a plan that's right for you. That's why for more than 80 years, Farm Bureau Financial Services has built relationships first and plans second. It's your future. Let's protect it. Talk to a Farm Bureau agent today or visit fbfs.com protect. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The Fighting Cock returns. We've got Ricky, James Moore of 442, and Felonious Filth. We talk about Fiorentina, Swansea, West Ham, the scum. Wendy's at halftime as usual. We talk about Pochettino. How many trophies will Spurs win? By episode 400, oh, by the way, it's our 200th episode. Uh, we talk about social media and some of the highlights we've had since recording the Fighting Cod, Fighting Cod Pod, Fighting Cock podcast. We've got Ask Ricky, and we ask, is it time for Pochettino to start buying players rather than developing them? Enjoy. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. 
Hello and welcome to the Fighting Cop Podcast. Today I'm here with Floney's Filth. Hello. Ricky. Hello. And James Moore, 442. Hello. <laughs> Did you like that? It was good, thanks. Yeah, cheers. Yeah. How are you, James? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. How do, are you? Do you know it's a very special day for us? I do, yeah. What it's is it? the 201st episode, according to T. <laughs> <laughs> I got that so wrong. It doesn't matter. We forget I hate you. myself. Don't. Um, Anyone bring a cake or anything? What? Celebration. No. Look, I, I, I was thinking about it. I was thinking, what should we do for the 200th? And no one really cares. We care because it's a milestone for us. Yeah. But no one. Listeners don't give a shit, do they? No, I don't really care, to be honest, either. <laughs> Nor do I. We didn't even know when it was. Exactly. We're just kind of half-assed about it. Um... Yeah, so we thought we never thought we'd make it this far. Is that right? I did. The minute we started, I thought fucking four hundred. Let's bring four hundred. You and Ricky were on the first, and I can't really comment. All right. <laughs> In the second half, we'll talk about a bit. Yeah. How are you? How are you, James? Uh, yeah. How's things going? Uh, yeah, good. Thank we you. thought that it would be a good time to bring you back, yeah. or you kind of emailed us last week to say that this was happening. So a bit well, of both. Well. We, we were lined up for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The stars aligned. The stars aligned. They did, that's true. So it happened to be the time when 442 was published, and it happens to have a cover of a certain Tottenham Hotspur player. It does. Who is that player? Kieran Trippier. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Deli Ali. Honestly, slight twinge, just as you said that. <laughs> why, did, why did you speak to Deli Ali instead of Kieran Trippier? Uh, Kieran Trippier was unavailable, unfortunately. As much yeah. as we wanted to do that cover. Training too hard. Yeah, Training is. his crosses. <laughs> just whipping crosses in. You imagine him at home with a pillow, just whipping them in. <laughs> when he's in the sack with his missus, just whipping it in. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Stop whipping it in, Trippier. Take some time. Put it in nicely. Drive it low. <laughs> Stop aiming, always aiming for the back post. <laughs> That's crude. Uh, how was Deli Ali? How, how did you... Uh... Uh, yeah, it's, uh... <laughs> Sorry, James. He's a very nice young man. Is he? Cause... He made me feel very old. It's the first time I've interviewed a footballer and felt, like, properly... Because I'm 11 years older than him. Yeah. Don't try and work out for that. Um, and for some reason, that was the first time I felt, like, really, really old interviewing a footballer. Like, there was, like, such a big kind of vast... Yeah, age difference. Sorry, you're right, Rick. It's telling me off for vaping. Yeah, I can hear you sucking it and blowing it out. What are you calling, you dick? All right, sorry. Was that that Kieran Trippier's missus again? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Kieran, if you just happen to listen to this pod. We know Harry Kane does, so probably he shares it around the dressing room. I like to think. I like to think they've got this in the dressing room. Could you imagine? Pumps them up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Uh, He's... uh... <laughs> Deli Ali, uh, he was a really nice young yeah, man. Really, really nice guy. Yeah. He looks really young, so that's uh, probably part of it. Maybe. Yeah. Did he, does he speak like a nineteen-year-old? Does he go yeah. like Wildblood? <laughs> Wildblood. <laughs> wow. Didn't you talk work with like youth type people? Yeah, and yeah, stuff? No, that's how I would. All right, blood. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't go down well. That's why uh, I left. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to go. Yeah, uh, go on, tell us, mate. He was really great. A really nice uh, dancer. Guy, uh, sometimes these players are kind of a little bit awkward and uncomfortable because we like had like a few hours of him when we did the photo shoot, obviously for the cover. Um, and sometimes yeah, players are really uncomfortable with doing all the photography and stuff. And yeah. There being like a room full of people watching them get photographed. I mean, I think that would make anybody uncomfortable. I know it definitely made me uncomfortable. Mm. I was uncomfortable in the room at the back, not even being looked at by anybody. Right. So imagine like everybody's looking at you and they're taking pictures, and you're like, but you're, you're kind of. 
your whole career is in the spotlight, so I guess that they, they could get some... But well, you're saying some players, not yours, not James, my, oh, yeah, yeah. Kieran Trippier's and Deli Alli's. You know, he's used to that kind of stuff. But, but what... At yeah. 19, though, I mean, that, that's the difference, I think, that he's kind of really comfortable in his own skin, even at, even at this stage. You know, he's only been playing in the Premier League for, what, like, six or seven months? Yeah. And yeah. already he's just got that confidence and swagger. But I guess you've kind of seen that on the pitch as well. Yeah. And uh, what sort of stuff did you talk about? What kind of stuff didn't we talk about? Uh, so Sell your piece. <laughs> well, actually, it's available in all good news agents and probably the shit ones. Yeah. Uh, we talked about... So his time at MK Johns, like his kind of how he came to be the kind of player he is did about he, the kind of aggression that he has and the fact that he's not really looking to kind of lose that did he recognise that M- MK Dons are a franchise hellmouth huh <laughs> did, did he recognise the fact that he he's he, very proud of Milton Keynes the city and the club and that makes him less of a man to me he's from Milton Keynes he's the, like city's, me. The, city's, no. the city's fine the club's not fine the city is man made the club is man made and we made him <laughs> So shut your fucking mouth. Well, <laughs> yeah, I don't argue, uh, Ricky. <laughs> what, uh, you had a drink, Rick? <laughs> yeah, free tips. What, uh, yeah, so what about his aggression, though? Because that, that, that's this is a kind of talking point, isn't it? Uh, yeah, so it's quite interesting, actually, because I kind of expected him to say, uh, you know, we're talking to the manager and I'm speaking to some of the senior players and I'm going to try and like conduct myself a little bit differently. But what he actually said was that he'd spoken to Lloris and he had said, you don't want to let that slip out of your game. You've got, you know... That's kind of part of his character on the pitch. Yeah. And that's been one of the things that, A, I think most people are really related to, the fact that he's kind of shown that aggression and passion in every single match. Yeah. And B, kind of sets him apart from some other players, maybe that we've had in the past in that position, who haven't kind of had that hunger and desire and kind of aggression to push on that little bit extra. Mm. I mean, you were saying similar stuff about Kane, like about him <clears> talking <throat> about him being very comfortable and very yeah. open. And, yeah. And, um, but it might be kind of be a testament to the club as well, though, I guess, that they're doing a better job of kind of managing these young players, and not just in kind of a footballing sense, but in kind of the media training and the way they're kind of brought through. Because he mentioned that he talked a lot about Pochettino, and one of the things he said was that he wasn't just trying to improve them as players, he was trying to improve them as people as well. Mm. So it's kind of that's the vibe I get is that the club is now. I think we've all kind of as Spurs fans been used to the club kind of being a bit fractured and shit. People not necessarily all putting in the same direction and not people, people not being happy. Yeah. But now it feels not just from speaking to players but also from kind of watching matches and seeing interviews and stuff. Absolutely. That it's one kind of thing now, one entity rather than lots of little bits. One club, you might say. One club. <laughs> but Ricky, top four is not our everything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, did uh, did you tell him that you're a Spurs fan, season ticket holder? Uh, I didn't tell him I was a season ticket. I told him I was a Spurs fan right at the end. You kind of want to put that in right at the end. You've got to have like a veneer of um, professionalism. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but did you then? That I've get got on your a picture of me and... doing the wave with him. Fuck off! A picture? Yeah. Why not a video? I don't know actually. Did it was he happy? Yeah, that's a good question. Tell, tell <laughs> us, tell us about the. Uh, how does he feel about? It? Is this something he's? Uh, he I mean, seemed he's, okay with it, but then like our social media executive made him do it for like a vine. So there's a vine, there'll be a vine somewhere on our yeah. thing. What, what did, he, did he not respond? He seemed to? okay. So I kind of asked him about it because it's um, it's Charlie's thing, right? Didn't he start it with that vine? Wasn't he the first person that had? Yeah, to, uh, yeah. Charlie, who are you talking about, Charlie? Uh, fuck. Now he's now he's done a thing where I've forgotten his surname. Hey. I thought, I thought it was Tim who did the first one. Oh, I've got it wrong. I don't know. Um, but, um, but what I've noticed, other players are doing it as well. 
So, um, Charlie Parrish, Charlie Parrish. I Charlie, Charlie, I remember this. Because listen, I remember this surname the whole time. On yeah. the, on, it was on, a joke. <laughs> on the Spurs Snapchat, um, they, they show players like walking into the ground and walking back down the tunnel before the game, like hours before the game. And they all do that little wave to some of the visitors catching on around the whole, the whole dressing room. It's time to let it go now. Well, it's past this sell by date bit. Sorry to 442. Can we at least have a few more days? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like even with the, um, with the Dolphin thing of um, Chadley. Um, I don't know if you saw when um, Chadley scored on um, last Thursday. <laughs> did you see what Patoga did? A whale. Patoga <laughs> 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 yeah. does a, there's a whale emoji. <laughs> there's no way that he knows it's Big Fat Chad. He's just, <laughs> he's just made a mistake, surely. <laughs> That's a brilliant mistake. From, it is from a, good, a dolphin yeah. to a whale. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny to me anyway, sorry. Was that you quite proud? Um, does it not make you think that they all listen to the fighting cock? It definitely does me. I'm convinced. It's, it's, it's diluted it. It's diluted since it first came up. Because obviously the, origin, the initial meaning of it was a bit explicit. Yeah. And now the, now the definition is something almost different. But what I'm saying is the whale, obviously, with the big fat Chudley. Yeah. Do you reckon they listen to it and that's why they changed it all? Well, that's just too far-fetched. Yes, yes, no, 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 yes, 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 Definitely absolutely, yes, yes, yes. If any player was going to listen to this podcast, do you really think it would be Batonga? Having met him? No. Oh, you have met him, haven't you? Yeah. Fuck. Imagine when, if, like, if Chadley had scored on Sunday and he just ran over to the crowd and started patting his belly. <laughs> the been, thing is, that would have been unreal. He's still ripped. Yeah. Do you remember Ginola did that? He took his shirt off and he... Yeah. Against Villa. Yeah. For Villa rubber. Yeah. Anyway... All right, so Ali's all good. Um, we should write to love him so much. Is it? If you, how, what do you, how, how highly do you rate him, James? Just to finish on Ali. Uh, yeah, really highly. I mean, I can't really believe how well he's done this season. I mean, I think everyone had kind of seen little clips and heard good things about him, but I had no kind of expectation that he'd be like a regular starter for us this season. And mm. he, he's done superbly well. I mean, he's going to win PFA Young Player, which I think will be like the fourth time in. Five or six scenes are one of our players, one of them. Walker, Bale, Kane. Kane. Yeah, Kane. And <coughs> Ali. Yeah. I mean, with Pochettino, depending on how long he stays, you think you'd have one every year. Yeah. Well, That's on, insane, isn't it? Really? You were saying before, right? Sorry? You were saying before, on him next season, right? Oh, definitely, yeah. Bambi and Iceman. Next year will be, you'll come to life. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, all right, Fiorentina and Swansea. Um, let's start with Fiorentina because obviously it makes more sense. I did not see that game. Mate. For a team that didn't have Harry Kane in it, and we worried about how we would cope against what I consider to be a quite average Fiorentina team based on the first half, but Bardi insisted that they were decent this year. They were second or third in, in the Italian league, but yeah. we did fantastically. But they arrested a lot of players before the game as well, so that would indicate that they took the game very seriously. Yeah, and um, we pretty much dominated. Mm. Were you there, Ricky? No, I wasn't there. I was, I was watching it on, on TV, but... Um, yeah, Fiorentina. They get like they gave a good account of themselves. It wasn't like, um, especially like within the first half, um, it wasn't like a walk in the park, as the the score suggested. But um, then in the second half, the the amount of pressure and um, the kind of relentless attacks and pressing and chasing after the ball. Uh, and after we got the goals, and then and then the crowd started to get going, um, and then it kind of pushed the team further, and it was just like, it was like just this a slow crushing of a can. It was like in slow motion. You were just watching this can that was there just slowly going, slowly, and then that was it. It was fucking. Yeah. It was awesome. It was like watching 
uh, raw power. It was it was fucking it's, great. It's, man. Uh, what was it? A unstoppable object. But immovable objects. And immovable objects. But, yeah. But um, but Fiorentina were essentially like a little chicken or something. <laughs> Gets get washed. Um, I didn't see most of the game despite being there because I was so caught up in the atmosphere. Honestly, it was one of the best atmospheres, bar like Chelsea and Arsenal. But I've been in at White Lane for a long time. Like there was this ten-minute rendition of we're the part lane, we're the shelf side, and it just wasn't going to stop. It yeah. just kept going and going and going. And then someone made the wise decision: we got to go. So it's getting silly now. And it was so good. And and it, when it stopped, literally every single person in that in that stand were shouting "Yudo" know, to the other side. And the kind of unity between the fans was it was kind of literally the hairs on the back of my my uh, my neck. I didn't watch the game for ten minutes. It was literally just at the crowd and. I get that you're there to watch football and support your team, but that is supporting the team in, in a way, even though it's about the fans. And then after it ended, there was just this massive applause. It was like, we've done a fucking good job here. What was the score at that point? Was the game already won? We were 2-0. Yeah, it was 2-0. Uh, and, but the atmosphere was just like... And the fact that we finished them off, it just kind of rounded everything up. I was just exhausted after that 10 minutes. It was just fantastic. I loved it. I, re- I really, really enjoyed myself. And that's kind of what I want when I go to White Hart Lane. Sometimes against the lesser teams, the atmosphere isn't as good, and you hear people. You can hear the conversations people yeah. having around me. I don't want to be able to hear the conversations. I want to hear the roar of the crowd. It's kind of what I always go to football for. So it was a nice surprise. I wasn't sure what the atmosphere was going to be like, and it was fantastic. I just had a feeling it's we been... outsung Fiorentina fans. It's, it's been a while since I've had a second. Has it been a while since I've had a second leg at, at home? Yeah, it feels like it. Yeah, because Benfica was away. Um, Fiorentina last season. Yeah. So having a second leg at home really does count for a lot. And um, luckily we've got Dortmund at home, second leg too. So we've got well, another think, good atmosphere to look forward what to. What do you think of the Dortmund game? Was you happy with I'd Dortmund? Rather, I'd rather it had been further them? down the line, to be honest. But, um, less of them right but now. It's, but it's, a, it's an amazing draw. And they're kind of um, the fans that everyone kind of looks up to in terms of the way that they back their team. It's, it's, it's going to be amazing, both legs. Hopefully, hopefully the second leg will still be in the fucking game. It won't be like an absolute annihilation at their ground, but it's, it's, a, it's a good draw. I think, T, you posted something in our uh, WhatsApp group. Oh, God. Um, what have I said? No, it's <laughs> someone uh, from uh, Reddit, and they, they're a Dortmund fan. Yeah, yeah. And they were saying about uh, Alderweireld that he's a wall and like really kind of uh, playing some good compliments about Spurs, but they were saying about our pressing... Like they press as well, but they were saying about our our press is like a swarm, yeah, yeah. a swarm, like a pack of wolves. That, the, that people come round you as a swarm and you can't do anything. It's literally like killer bees. And I was just like, that is fucking. That is. I was just reading it with an erection. Yes, yeah. <laughs> swarm me up. Every manager, every manager that's come to our lane has commented on how good we are. We've been yeah. called animals, a swarm. The best team in the league, yeah. multiple but, times. But even Tuchel, the um, the Dortmund manager, I don't know if I've said his name wrong, Tuchel Tuchel, he was saying he was going to meet one of the best managers in Europe when, when they play us, going to meet Pochettino, he's going to speak with him and pick his brain. It's just amazing that it's almost gone beyond our borders. The French keys are Philippe Auclair. Philippe Auclair, yeah. Yeah, he said that whoever wins that game will go on to win it. That's how they're talking about Tottenham Hotspot. We're going to win it. I think it's a great time to play him. I think... I don't want to get, go over the thing that was talked about last week where certain people were or weren't happy that we lost in the FA Cup, but 
if you're gonna you're gonna have to play like great teams to win this competition because there's so many good teams in it. Yeah. yeah, it's a great draw for the fans because so many people are going to get to go on this amazing trip. We're going like, to test ourselves against one of the best teams in Europe. Yeah, and if we're going to get knocked out to, by Dortmund, uh, you know, getting knocked out earlier rather than later does it give us a better chance in the league? Who knows? But obviously, you know, you want to win the game. Yeah, look, if you're not going to win it, it's, yeah, better, exactly. it's kind of you can understand it's better to get knocked out by the best team now. Yeah. Than if if you've got no chance of winning it and yeah. meeting them, I mean, I'd rather sense. beat them and then lose to someone shit in a semi final. That's the way it goes. But if you that's know what I mean. the way it goes, but, yeah. yeah. So it's it's kind of good to get that out of the way. If we're uh, good yeah. enough to win it, we'll prove it in this game. To be clear, I want us to win every match we play. Absolutely, ditto. What's your memories of the last time you faced them? It's been on on Twitter and on social Pretty media. Up. What's your memories of Pretty that up. game? I spent, is, that, is this right? Yeah, I think I it's spent a, ages trying to game. find out. Yeah, I spent ages trying to find out about Klopp's first game as their manager, and it wasn't. And I was really annoyed. It was like his third game. It was in pre-season in 2008. Oh, yeah, it was. That was Ramos' Santos. pre-season. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. Santos' amazing pre-season. It would be far more than he beat Dortmund. Yeah, it was under Ramos, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. That's, that's, I got four to two points in eight games. Yeah. And we beat Reimer. Was that right? Reimer, Reimer Farnall. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. what I thought. That was when we had glamour friendlies at White Hart Lane. <laughs> <laughs> who, who do we get now? Get fucking fuck all. What, we get him every... It's know. not as good as it used to be, is it? Um, no, I remember we had Inter Milan many, many moons ago. So, uh, we, quick, quick thing: we had we posted an article by Cat from the Trust, who um, wrote an article complaining, or not complaining, but raising the issue of the increase to Category C from the kind of special price of Europa League games. So it's kind of twenty, it's forty pound where she's sitting in the shelf lower. And it was twenty five quid against Fiorentina for a ticket. Yeah, so that's quite a big increase. It's a... What What are your feelings on this price increase? Well, I think the the crux of her point was families and getting people into Spurs. Mm. So I believe it was um, it was fifty quid for a family of four. Am yeah. I have that wrong? Yeah, it was. And now quid. it's a hundred and odd quid. So one hundred and sixty now. Yeah. yeah. So from that point of view, it's a little sad that you know you're getting less new fans experiencing the the glamour Tigers Dortmund and. Um, it's, I think the money they'll make is negligible. They could have done without making extra money. They could have still made it the same price as the previous round. All the money they make from selling tickets now in every single match over the whole season, that, yeah. all of that put together is a drop in the ocean now to the money they make from TV. Exactly. They didn't need the to whole do this, thing. did they? Yeah. And people are saying, well, it's a business and every little, every penny counts, but I just think it makes, it makes a statement. If they kept the price as it was, it makes a statement to, to the footballing world and to the fans, you know, we care about you yeah. and you guys count. Yeah, that would actually have gone further exactly. than the money. I mean, they are a business, they do think in that way, but think about the kind of unity and, and the loyalty you're feeling towards the club. And yeah. those that run it would have been softened. I think it would have been a good time for them to do something decent. Although I can understand why the price has gone up. It is Dortmund. I, I think it, it's the problem of a lack of transparency is you never know what the price is going to be. If we draw Dortmund in the group matches, would the would it have been £25 still, or £20, or whatever it was? I think if the club said, by the time we get to the last 16, the prices are going to go up at the start if of the season. If they said that at the start of the season, yeah, that's fair enough. And then if we the... drew Fernabache and they do a category C on that, yeah. then it'll be a bit more difficult for them to justify justify the price. But it's just... Um, it just wouldn't sell, would it? No, exactly. And um, obviously it could have been a category A and the bodies still would have sold out, but... Um, but no, I think this is a missed opportunity for the club to make a nice statement that, you know, we do care about the fans. It is it's disappointing. Was, no, they don't care, man. Um, I, uh, it's disappointing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sipping a cognac. 
No, you uh, you, you had a tash. Yeah, you were just picking the label and it was stuck on your tash. I'll send your sleeve now. One for the listeners, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can understand, like, you know, Spurs are a business and. Uh, especially with Levy, you, you're not really going to get any kind of goodwill gestures like that unless you get a fucking plastic flag in your seat. Um, but I can I can see both both sides of it. I mean, like my ticket's gone up, but I'm I'm so desperate to to, to watch the game anyway that you know they know that I'm going to pay that. Mm. And if you say like Category C and you think about the the, the teams in Category C, was it like West Brom and? Teams like that, yeah. you, so you're paying that money, you, the same same ticket price to watch Tottenham v Dortmund as you would uh, Tottenham West Brom, which you know I think is reasonable. But then from jacking the prices up to what it was, and the thing is that the prices are low for the the beginning uh, stages of the Europa League because we are playing some team from Cyprus or something, and we need to we can't have you can't have those seats going empty, so you, you reduce the prices, but then. Obviously, supply and demand. Well, as soon as you you hit Dortmund, a team like Dortmund, mm. um, they are they they're obviously going to put the prices up. For what it's worth, they're charging more than we're charging them for that game. Apparently, what, the away fans. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's thirty six quid for the away game for us. And how much are we charging them? Well, they'll probably be in upper, wouldn't they? So the people in upper will pay more than thirty six. No, they're in lower. They're always lower. They don't. They. they but they might. The I, I'm about to relocate my ticket to upper for for Dortmund. Yeah, yeah for Dortmund. They, all the all European league teams always give. Yeah. They always get the bottom because of the behaviour of the young boys. But I just said it is thirty six quid though for the away leg, and that's not exactly cheap given that <coughs> the German model is what we all want to strive for in terms of um, ticket pricing. But but no, I mean um, with Cat's piece, I mean some people see it in simplistic terms about supply and demand, but football fans are like no other no other economy. I mean, we could say, well, just don't go, but it's not like we can select like Sainsbury's and Tesco's, which is a point she made. I mean, if Tesco's charged more, you go to another supermarket. I'm not going to support another fucking team, am I? No, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, and me personally, from our standpoint, I'm part of the problem. I'm, I'm paying £62 for the West Ham game. If I, you know, I can't really talk too much about the pricing because I'm... I'd, I'd pay it. No, because it's your basically your love and need to experience that sort of stuff, which everyone understands, yeah. overrides your your feeling or or, or the, the the problem, the issue you have the, with paying that kind of money. The, um, the, most people feel the same. No one wants to pay sixty two no. pound, but they do because they love the club. And but the level of loyalty in in sports teams is different to a brand, so you can't compare the supply and demand to any other business. It's not the same. Okay. Anything to add, James? No. <laughs> Fair enough. We rounded it up pretty good. Um, did the game against Swansea prove that there, there's no such thing as a Europa League hangover? We ran further than any other yeah. team, and we did more sprints than any other team in the league, and we fucking smashed them to bits. 30, 34 goals, shots on target, and more, of any, more than any other team in the league. We've had almost more games than any other team in the league as well, and... We've registered the most shots on target throughout the league by about 50 chances. Yeah, I saw, I saw yeah. the one, The one thing I'd say about some of those <clears> stats, so like the most sprints in the games at the weekend and whatever, we're, I, that might be swayed slightly by the fact that we were chasing the game for ages. We were, like, 50 minutes? We yeah, behind, but this is probably. consistent, though, this Yeah, stat. yeah, yeah, but I mean, in that one game that you said, like, it was in that one weekend, right, mm. we had the most sprints. I mean, I know we are generally the highest anyway. Yeah. I, I don't, think that might be part of it. But I, I think the... the, the Pochettino, and it may fall apart still. It may be they suddenly become intensely fatigued. 
But I think they're so fit that maybe they can handle it. And what we saw under Redknapp and whatnot is that he didn't have a fit squad. He didn't train them in the way that they had been drilled. And they weren't able to cope with two games a week. I actually think it's a bit of a myth. I genuinely do. I think if a, if a player is trained correctly, yeah, if he has yeah. two games in a week, it's not an issue. I think quite a lot this of them is- say that. It's as much psychological as it is physical, though, in that, that point of view. Mm. And Poch is a master psychologist. I mean, he's actually said, I don't know if it's in the standard or somewhere else today, saying that he's manager and psychologist. You know, he, um, I mean, even the same today, the way he manages the players and Deli Ali and the young players, he makes them believe that they can win the league. So, yeah. Well, you saw that quote from Danny Rose had Neil with Lamella. Yeah, no, fuck me. Fucking hell. And Imagine Rose, the conversation there. That's one of the greatest things I've ever read in my life. It's amazing. Rose says to him, if, I, if anyone hasn't heard, I'm sure they have. It's on our Instagram, actually. I saw you put it on yeah. well uh, <laughs> He said, over dinner, before the Man City game, Rose said to Lamella, do you think we can stay in the top four? And Lamella looked at him with disgust. He said, no man has ever looked at me with as much disgust as Lamella did and said, friend, we can win this league. That's beautiful. That's beautiful, man. Friend, we can win this league. <laughs> friend, yeah. Well, that's weird. Comrade. <laughs> yeah. My friend. I think he said that. Sorry along those lines. Sorry, comrade. I can't remember what I was going to say. What do you think of the performance against Swansea, though? Um... It was it was it was really difficult. I mean, in the first half, you could see that they had this the two banks of four, and it was it was really hard to go. After they got their goal, they they were just sitting on that, and they were just sitting deep, and we were kind of we were finding it hard to break them down, and we obviously we 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 are going for the title. So in in past seasons, we like many a time if we had gone one nil down, we would have panicked. Um, it would have been like kids' football again, where everyone's chasing after the ball, when no one's, you know, they're not holding their uh, formation, their structure, and it's this belief, like, kind of, I don't know, like they were playing like it wasn't one nil, and there was no panic. It was like, yeah, we've, we've still got seventy minutes. It was a complete belief in, in what was going to so, happen. So, like an inevitable thing, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. That's how they played. And then, so the so the first half, you know, Swansea were well drilled um, and had the two banks for it. Coming to the second half. And we just took off from then, and it was kind of like we have to, we have to get these goals. And the longer it was going on, I was like looking to my dad, and I was like, "Nah, man, this is, this isn't how it ends. Like this doesn't, it, it can't end like this." That's and like I, someone I, dying no, in a movie. No, 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 no. It, it was like it was <laughs> not like, like this. Nah, it was like like not not the old Tottenham way of losing at home. It's a fucking shit team. Yeah. Um, and then as soon as we got that goal, uh, then it was just kind of like someone switching a dial at what, like, oh, and setting it to 11. Right. Yeah. And it's then, the atmosphere uh, quality after that, yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, it before, actually. Was yeah. yeah, yeah. I get that. James, really what do you think again? Uh, the first thing I say is that I think, I think I tweeted this on Sunday morning. So between us playing... So between Swansea's last, le- last game and Sunday... We had played four times, mm. so we played on a they played on a Saturday, then we played Man City, then we played Fiorentina twice and Palace, and they didn't play at all in that time. Fuck. So like, they had no they excuse did. not to be like rested and like properly well drilled for that game, and you could kind of see that at the start, and they were quite well organised defensively. Yeah. But the, I think the thing that might have made a difference was the experience of losing that Palace game, because in that game we were you know we were losing for a, a similar period of time, and after about an hour. Basically, it just went to like long ball into the box to Kane, and they like it kind of seemed like they ran out of ideas and maybe a little bit of belief. Mm. But this time, 
I don't know about something the manager had said maybe to learn from that, but they didn't change the way they played. They carried on doing the same thing. And the mm. first goal, you know, I guess a little bit scrappy, but if you keep on persisting with, like, with you know, the way you play, eventually you're going you're gonna to get a chance like that. What did, you, did you watch the whole game, Flav? Mm. What did you make of their striker, Ploshi, Ploski? What did you make of him? It seemed like, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's a new signing for them. Mm. But they seemed... signed him just because he looks like Michu. <laughs> but he's very busy, yeah. though. He's a very busy player, though, wasn't he? He scored, he's only had two shots on target and he yeah. scored one. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking crazy. Um, but, I mean, you couldn't help but think about the, the, the Redknapp games when it was at home and we weren't winning. I mean, I think the Wolves won. Mm. Maybe we lost to Wolves. I think Doors scored the yeah, winner. We, we, really we, early we, as well. We, we Hull, yeah. Hull, Wigan, the games like that. And um, yesterday felt different. And um, James and Ricky alluded to the fans yesterday just kept believing. All throughout, they kept singing and backing the team. This is a com- it's a complete um, you know sea change from the Redknapp days to now, and that, um, the fans believe we're going to win, and the players believe we're going to win, and it's just the belief just stays there all the way through. Chadley came on, scored another vital goal. He's been making yes. a habit of that, hasn't he? It feels like he's scored more. He's only scored two in the league this season, but it feels like he's scored so many more. Is, he not, is that all he's got? Pa- Palace and today, Palace and yesterday, yeah. No more goals this season. I thought he had six or something. He's got seven in all competition. Oh, right. He That's scored a penalty against Fiorentina and he scored against Leicester. Still, I mean, he hasn't actually played that much league football. No, really he was yet. injured for a while. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I, I really like him. I'm but not sure how effective he is. I know that's kind of... He's, he's a 2016 Mark Falco, mate. He just gets those vital goals then. Mate, but I do love him. But he's coming into form now, right? He's, he must have scored, I mean, it may only be two in the league, but he must have scored he's like five few, in the last like two months or something. A few fire assists as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Tom Cowell to Bell. <laughs> anyway, it was a very convincing performance and um, I just, like you guys said, I, I didn't really have any doubt. Um, I was itching for it to go in. I was desperate for it, but I kept saying to my old man, we, we're in this, we're going to score. They can't keep this up. Because it was the Alamo. It, it was, was ridiculous. I mean, we didn't have any really clear-cut chances and both the goals weren't clear-cut. Yeah. But it was just the, the pressure. No team of Swansea's calibre can defend without there being a good chance come up. And when Danny Rose smashed that in, obviously... I, I go, I've mentioned it on the pod before, I hope an anchor, but I've never... There's, there's literally each time, maybe I'd say with 20 and 25 Spurs fans... And when we score, because uh, the, the kind of goals we have scored this season, it goes off. Yeah. Like, it just goes mental. When we were in this pub, Arsenal were playing at the exact same time down yeah. the right other side of the bar. They get this shit little telly because it's a Spurs club and we get, like, pub. And we get, like, the big... Projector. Sc- big, the projector. We get, like, three big screens as well. And Arsenal get this shit little one near the toilet. And, uh, obviously, Rashford gets two. Yeah. And we're like, and we're one nil down, and we're like, oh well, at least they're losing. Yeah. Ozil scores one, and we're like, for fuck's sake, United get another, and then we 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 snatch two, and obviously with all of that came together. <laughs> do you know that? Do, do you know that um, that that Twitter account called Limbs, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> flailing limbs? It was like that. It was like I turned around, my dad pulled his calf muscle. He was jumping up, he was pogoing. That's all he can do. He's got bad it, but he can. Yeah. It, it was just, it was fucking great. The feeling is just incredible. It's such a great fucking time to be Tottenham. Yeah. May is fucking amazing. But just to move on to the next two games, we've got two games to talk about. Um, got a question from James Swan on Twitter. James Swan 88 on Twitter says, with West Ham, Woolwich and Dortmund in the next three, can you think of a more exciting slash pivotal eight days as a Spurs fan? Because he can't. It's, it's crazy, isn't it? The next three Mental. games have got... I, I think Rose said that, didn't he? I think he said after the game or anything on the website today that he, yeah, he can't remember another week. And ironically, the closest thing, I guess, would be that... 
the Arsenal the week, Arsenal, the Arsenal yeah, Chelsea scored, and then Chelsea on the Saturday. Yeah, we had we had Portsmouth in the semi final yeah. of the FA Cup, then Arsenal and Chelsea. Chelsea so that yeah. could so be I guess that comparable. Can't, yeah, but he's right. Given yeah. what we're going for, the, exactly. what's at stake? Are you nervous? Of course, I'm fucking nervous, mate. Against Swansea, like I, when I was the same, like me and my dad were like looking at each other, like, "Oh man, come on, come on, Tottenham." And th- this isn't even with like for, I can't even believe I'm going to admit this, um, but. Uh, this this wasn't even for the two one. This is for one all, um, and everyone else was celebrating. And I was celebrating, but I started to well up. <laughs> like, like the pressure got to me, man. It's like, you know when you know when you feel yourself about to cry. It felt like someone karate chopped me in the neck, and I was there just grabbing my dad. And I was like, because I knew we were going to go on and do it, and it was just like that. That kind is this of, at one all? Yeah, that was at one all. That was. It was it's a release of. It's just, a release of. It's just a release of relief. I'm a nice guy. I don't get angry. And like, when it got to that bit and this relief in my body and that pressure coming off, I was like, honestly, mate. I was like, when I was walking out of the ground, I was like fanning myself. I was just like, fuck you now. Honestly, it just hit, hit me. It just hit me. I have a semi funny story about the winner. Um, so I had the laptop on. And I was in my living room, mm. and the Arsenal games were on in the background. So my brother's watching the Arsenal game, I'm watching my game. Mm. And the commentator said, Rose scored a winner. No, no, Rose scored a winner, didn't he? Yeah. So he said, the winner went in before I saw it on my stream. Oh, what? So it come a moment. Oh, it killed oh, yeah. it. So I waited for the winner to go in my stream. And, and then you just like, are you seeing it? Yeah, like, I fucking know it's going to happen now. So I'm yeah. waiting for the winner to go in. Yeah, that's shit. Just said it, just said it straight away. The pub are checking their betting apps and it comes up on the betting app before the goal goes yeah. in on the stream. It's fucking annoying. No, it is annoying. But um, these are a massive eight days. But um, the, 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 the Danny Rose interview that we talked about earlier on with, um, with Lamella, it's very telling that the players are taking it one game at a time. And as a fan, that's the best thing. That's the best coping mechanism you have as a fan is to take it one game at a time. You can't look too far ahead. I mean, for argument's sake, we've got um, Villa and Bournemouth after the um, Dortmund games. I'm out of that yeah. wrong. I think it's like Villa, Dortmund again. Then yeah. yeah. So those are winnable league games. So you can look ahead to those. Maybe I don't know if we get if we swan all in the first leg, you rest players for the Villa game and X Y Z. So. I just, don't, I just think as fans, you just got to look at it one game at a time, otherwise you just go fucking ape shit, it's go mental. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's we just, I mean, West Ham is West Ham's going to be a different, different, difficult tie. But how do you think Poch manages a squad for that? I mean, do you think he'll rest a couple of players? I think, I think Trippier might start, to be fair. Yeah. I reckon Davis might start as well. They, change it'll, the it'll change the fullbacks because they have to do so much work. Yeah. And uh, Rose and Walker will start against Arsenal, I'd, I'd imagine. Um... The rest of it's pretty much the same. I mean, we're kind of a little bit light in mm. defensive midfield now. I mean, Mason might start against West Ham. I, I what I like about the West Ham game is, while they're very good, um, or much improved than the West Ham we faced a couple of years ago, that still beat us, um, they will come out. They won't sit back. They will come out at us, and I think we can exploit it. That game scares me. I don't think they're fucking prepared for how good we are. That game scares me. I don't know because I'm in attendance, I'm actually going, but that game scares me. In the sense that, I mean, they've not lost at what? They've not lost our home game since um, October, I think. But as I was saying to you before, we've not lost the way since August. So there you go. So fuck you. In the league. <laughs> in the league. In the league, by the way. In the league. James, last time you was on, you said fuck you, West Ham. Yeah. Well. <laughs> you don't like them. Does anybody? <laughs> fire, fire emoji. So you now, fire emoji. Like over your shoulder. Yes, that's, don't, don't let me be on the curtain. <laughs> There is. Should we burn it? 
<laughs> and the scarf. Yeah, and the scarf. The problem is, is the um, the Western less, scarf. Less, 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 less. He's a big guy, and um, he could deliver some serious damage if he wanted to. So we'll just leave it there and pretend it isn't there. How do you feel about West Ham, Ricky? As it, a club and as a game? Uh, it's going to be really, really difficult because it's the last game between us at Upton Park. Yeah. Um, they are going to be fucking... Their fans are going to be wanting it big time. Um, and I can imagine the atmosphere is just going to be really, really intense. And Obviously, they're going to be willing their team on and they're, um, they're, 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 you know, their team are going to be the ones to want to put one over us on us like, and stopping us winning the league. Um, Would you take a draw, though? I want it all, T. I, I, <laughs> I, I want three points and I them. want three points on Saturday as well. Oh, I I don't all. like all this thing is that you know if you if you're you're going on a winning streak because we've won six in a row, haven't we, in the league? Yeah, and that's a record, I think, since two. No, actually, it equals what we did in 2011. Yeah. But people, you're not more or less likely to win the next game because you've won the last six. That law of averages stuff doesn't it doesn't work. Yeah. Each game is its own own game and oh, an entity, especially the next two. Yeah, the derbies, aren't they? Yeah. Well, they just it doesn't yeah. that that run of form and all that kind of form goes into a game, but. Derby is going to win those. Even if it isn't a derby, if it's just it's a cliche, I'm really sorry. 90 minutes. It's 90 minutes of football. We've got as much chance of winning that now as we, you know, I, we could fucking do them both. If 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 we win both those games, balls out, we've won the league. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. There it is. You know what? Balls out. I'm not even on the next pod. I'm going to fucking walk in. Yeah, balls be, out. Be, be like WWE. <laughs> just balls out, man. Balls be out. out of nowhere. Rick, balls out? Yeah, definitely, mate. I'll come in especially and yeah. Balls, get balls out. out. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Fucking amazing. All right, let's fuck West Ham. Let's, let's talk about the big one. Because we don't get to record before... We play that. And remember the, do you remember the big furore we used to make about the North London derby? It's the yeah. North London derby week. But we were shit. Like, mate, yeah, fuck you. This ain't a big thing to us. This is just another game. You're in our way of winning this league trophy now. <laughs> You're just a shit old little South London club. You know what? There's not many rugby fans who listen to the podcast, but it's low move against England in 1995. Yeah. That's what asked Law to us. They went our way. Stomp them. Yeah. Fucking stomp them, man. Yeah. If you, if you hear a pulse, stop harder. <laughs> so there's no pulse. Arsenal are nothing but a team in our way. They are nothing, but they are nothing. They are nothing. Heavy D, nothing. <laughs> but you know what? Now that we find love is a fucking tune, so that's all right, but it's nothing. Okay. What have I said, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, yeah, so what, what do you think the game, how difficult will it be, all that fucking shit? It's obviously going to be a difficult game. I yeah. mean, with Arsenal, it ten, it, what tends to happen is they'll lose two games and all the fans and a lot of the media completely lose their shit yeah. and go on about how they're in crisis and they're terrible and they're never going to win the league. Yeah. And they win two games and then suddenly they're the best team in the world, Wenger's a genius, all their players are brilliant. And you can just kind of see, you know, they, they've got Swansea on Wednesday night, they win that game, they'll be, they'll be up for it again. So, um, Spooky always referred to them as broken. They're broken. There's a fan base, they don't have any identity. They're they mentally know, weak. They're mentally frail. Um, they don't have any identity. They don't know where they're, they're coming from. They have no history to attach themselves to, despite them going on about all the stuff they do, and Chelsea doesn't have any history. They don't know where they are. And the only thing that is relevant to them is success. It's the only thing. If they're doing well on the football pitch, they're finding content with who they are, right? If they're not, that's all they have. They lose their shit. They're third in the league and they're losing their shit. Do you think their play... Like, I mean, you were met, so we were talking earlier about whether or not Spurs players listen to this pod. Yeah. But surely you would expect... like Arsenal players must be aware of 
the fantastic Arsenal fan TV and all yeah. of the kind of <laughs> stuff on Twitter and people losing their shit about every single little like drop point. They, must, they pl- must play on their mind, surely. Well, they must know. They're about almost it. too self-aware. They're, they're self-aware to a fault. Their fans and their players and them as a, them as an entity. Mm. It's like um, they care what people think about. They really do care what people think about them. Every Arsenal fan, well, there's an Arsenal fan in my office. He's like, oh my god, it's all over. Blah blah blah. blah. I reckon he's said that to kind of make himself seem weak to me. And I'm like, no, mate, it's not fucking over. I'm not stupid. I've, I, it's it's well, it's February still, and there's a lot of games to play. I mean. Don't be a fan. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. Um, I don't. Uh, <laughs> Did you want Illy come out? Yeah, no. I know. <laughs> I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't. When they say that to me, they they they're doing the kind of prefer psychology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you know what you do? You just go. I'm glad you're feeling that way. That's it makes me happy that you're in pain. Your tears are my lube. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was having a cigarette today with. Uh, a gooner from my office and we we're going out and I was like how was your weekend and he was like oh no it was alright did you know she went for a drink and I was like how was yours I was like oh, I went to Spurs and then that got him going <laughs> <laughs> and he was like oh I can't believe it blah 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 Theo Walcott rah, rah. Yeah. it was going on and then I was like so, so what about Theo Walcott and then inside I was just like laughing <laughs> I was just like no, no go on go on what, so, what? he doesn't he doesn't cut in he, he, he doesn't find his way oh that's weird like, when, when I saw him and I was just like ah Eat that! Eat it! <laughs> but imagine what they'll be like if we beat them. Oh, God. Imagine what they'll be like if we win the league. I genuinely think it'll have more of an impact on them than us. They have to win this league. Like, imagine... Like, you could, I'll tell you what, the guy, the guy in the office made a great point, right? The only excuse Arsene Wenger and Arsenal fans have always had is that they haven't spent the money that Man City and Chelsea have. If they had, they were, if it was fair, if it was even, they wouldn't have won the league. And if they finish behind Spurs and Leicester, it's fucking... <laughs> then you can see where this anger's going from. They're, all their excuses are gone. Yeah. They're just this weird tin pot club with no identity and no... Walcott is on 140,000 English pounds sterling a fucking week. <laughs> That's like Ali, Adia and fucking Trippier and Walcott put together. You've had a, your rum's kicked in, isn't it? Yeah, it's kicked in massively, <laughs> yeah. but... £140,000 a week! English pounds! <laughs> English pounds! <laughs> not a week! Yet, not euros! Pounds! Uh, and he, he was shit yesterday! He was nothing! He was getting absolutely torn to fucking ribbons on social media yesterday. And when he, when, when he was there for like 10 years, like, oh my god, he's been with us for 10 years, we're so happy. Yeah. And then now look at them. Weak. Mentally weak, like a three-legged fucking table. I should be four legs. Right, here's the thing, right? So, Phil, when Phil Walcott uh, joined Arsenal, we were linked with him quite a lot, like in the kind of that transfer window. Yeah. Uh, if he had come to Spurs in January 2006, do you think he would? Do you think he'd still be playing for us, or do you think we'd have like he'd have been at Real Madrid? What? No. <laughs> I half agree with Flav. I half agree with him. I think we would have done better with him than Arsenal. No, not Real Madrid, but I reckon he would have what, been what a better player. Seeing that they stuck at the season, good enough. It wouldn't have worked out, and we would have bombed him off by now. He would have gone to Sunderland or somewhere. Oh, Sunderland, yeah, the world better route. There's just so much wrong with that club. Let's let's just say a couple of things that are wrong with that club. The fact that they couple. Call... <laughs> What's his name? Welbeck. Yeah. What's the difference? That guy. What the fuck is that? What is that? It's from to a, be fair, that, that was before he joined them. Fuck that. that. I don't care. I don't care. They embraced it. They should have looked at it and thought, this is shit. Well, they did, we're not they, doing they, this. they did a Stormzy thing, didn't they, for, um, for the... Was, was it for oh, the rivals? Yeah. 
for the, for the, you know, the, 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 they got they're, they're, they're self-aware and they're not self-aware. You know, I mean, you got the you got the away Some boys doing "I'm only human" and all that kind of stuff. Oh I just think God. it's just they make. We don't even have to coat them off; they do enough themselves. Yeah. Sinkhole. Every living fan of their club in it. <laughs> Earth closes up. <laughs> Be happy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, on that bombshell. Uh, Stop it off time. Fuck me. I uh, know. Forty-three minutes. We're gonna have to close up for that. But um, cheers, T. <laughs> I'm really sorry. No, I fucking love it. It's the best. It's, it's, North Line, and I, I've had three quarters of a bottle and I'm feeling a little bit wavy. Oh, you. Wavy. <laughs> All right, Windy. Yeah. Windy, back to draw the fucking knowledge, blood. I see you, I've got your back. Hi, this is Windy with the weekly youth update and what a week to be a Spurs fan. Two victories this week for the under-18s and under-21s. But I'll start off with the loan players. Firstly, Nathan Odua has joined Colchester of League One on loan for a month. He came off the bench for them on 82 minutes to make his debut in their nil-nil draw with Shrewsbury. I think at this point, Odua's probably not going to make it as a Premier League player although we can hope. And I think League One's a reasonable move for him. It gives him the opportunity to get some regular football at the back end of a season. Alex Pritchard was an unused sub in West Brom's 3-2 home win against Palace. Tony Poulis has spoken about uh, easing him in gently after his injury troubles. DeAndre Yedlin played the full 90 for Sunderland in their 1-0 away defeat to West Ham. And Connor Ogilvy played the full 90 for Stevenage in their 2-0 home defeat to Exeter. Dominic Ball was an unused sub for Rangers this week and Grant Ward came off the bench for Rotherham on 76 minutes. At under-18s won 4-3 against West Brom on Saturday morning. The goals came from Jack Rolls, Keziah Sterling, Marcus Edwards and Shiloh Tracy. Apparently Edwards had another very good game. Kieran McKenna seemed disappointed with the second half display. He said, I thought that was a step backwards in terms of our concentration and resilience defensively. And Tom, that's the goalkeeper Tom McDermott, has had to pull out a big save at the end to make sure we won the game. The under-21s beat Birmingham 3-0 in midweek. Goals came from Emmanuel Sinupe, Joe Pritchard and Kyle Walker-Peters. And Hugo Ekiog picked out Walker-Peters, who was a captain, and Luke Amos after the match for special praise. He said... I also thought Luke Amos was tenacious, as he has been recently. He's been there with a voice, keeping things ticking over and keeping it all moving with great energy. So that's good to hear. Other news this week is that I've heard Zelon Stylianides and Charlie Owens are being given the third year of their scholarship rather than pro contracts, as I was originally told. I mean, I think that's the right decision. I think uh, neither has done especially well this year, and it's probably worth just seeing how they progress for the third year before making a decision on uh, a permanent contract. The big news in that, though, is that apparently it was Pochettino's decision to do that. He thinks the first years are doing better than some of the second years, which I think I agree with. That's it for this week. If you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Come On You Spurs. Second half of the Fighting Cock podcast. Thanks so much, Wendy. Cheers, Wendy. As ever. Uh, the Fighting Cock supports the campaign against living miserably. 12 men a day commit suicide. It is, in fact, the biggest killer of men aged under 45 in the UK. If you're feeling sad or low, talk to someone. It doesn't have to be someone you know. Come have a helpline open between 5pm and midnight. The number's 808-802-5858. They also have a web chat that's open from 5pm until midnight. Visit thecalmzone.net. The Twitter handle is at thecalmzone. Um... 
how do you pronounce that? Fer- Ferristar. Her name's Emma on Twitter. Yeah. Ferristar on Twitter. She says, White Hart Lane sings Potch's name in unison as teams come out next week to show our appreciation. Is this achievable? And if not, why? It's weird that uh, Pochettino hasn't really had the same vocal support. Clearly, Spurs fans love him, but Red- that Redknapp had. Um, when, I, when he was... I feel if Redknapp um, is a narcissist to whether they want people to like you. I don't yeah. know if it's the right word, but um, Redknapp. Well, you're obsessed with your own image. Yeah, Redknapp struck me as someone who wanted the club built on his image, and Potter's give a fuck. I mean, to a degree, Potter's like Ali. Potter's driven, and is a career person. We know that they probably won't end their career with Tottenham. But I'm not sure we love them too. And Potter's all about the prize. It's not all about himself and whether he's a bad manager or anything else. So that's probably why Potter's a little. Less appreciated than most, but it's just because he's not in the media as much as what you're saying. He's not, well, yeah, his, his profile's not out there. But to answer the question, um, I think songs work best when they're organic, other than a drive to make a song happen. I mean, we've had, we've had questions about Toby not having a song. There are there are there are watershed moments when songs happen. So the Sheffield United away was everywhere we go. Mm. Um, West Ham four 0 was your shit over Hey Jude. And Saturday could be one of those moments for Spurs where a song happens. Mm. And whether it's Poch or it's Toby or uh, it's... At Fiorentina, they're doing Oh, Pochettino's Magic, you know. They've um, sung it wrong. They've sung it the wrong melody. That's really annoying. Uh, they'll be singing that at Swansea as well. Yeah. So it is happening. And I, I think he does deserve a more fo- vocal support in the stands. But but the moment supports the songs more than the songs yeah. support the players. Does that make sense? Every player has a moment where the song happens. So Ericsson, I think it was before Villa away, you know, was it the Villa away? It might have been, I might have that wrong. But there's moments when a song happens, it represents a moment for the fans and the song gets going. Mm. It's more than that than us, I don't know, a fan writing a song and saying, well, like, this moment and this minute of this game is going to happen. Mm. It just, even, I mean, the same thing with the football kit. I mean, I think some. I think Will Colwell on Twitter said on Twitter today that the 09-10 kit was fucking garbage, and we finished fourth in that kit. Mm. And Rose scores from the volley in a debut. Bell scores against um, Chelsea in a two-one. Crouch. So that no, was Bell. I mean, Crouch scored in against Man City. Man City, exactly. So, so the memories make it, make the make the kit, and the memories make the song more than trying to create the memory. Um, almost artificially. Mm. Sorry, go on. Should we move on? Yeah. Okay, Jimmy Riggle on the forum says, how many trophies will Spurs have won by episode 400? I think if we if we carry on the way we have and Pochettino stays for the next, what would be another five years, uh, then who knows? I mean, anything's possible. I'm that excited about our current setup. There's uh, a caveat to that and it's something you have to confront even if you don't want to is... If we win the league, Pochettino's going to be the most sought-after manager in the world. Yes. Um, but if we win the league, there aren't going to be that many clubs that would represent that much of us. I mean, obviously, there'll still be, you know, your Madrids or whatever, but there won't be that many clubs that would be as attractive a proposition for him, I guess. Yeah, you'd hope so. You'd hope so. Um, I, I get what you're saying. He's an ambitious man. He left Southampton to come to Tottenham, and I know yeah. that's a different, uh, you know, a different thing altogether. You, If you're a player at Spurs, and this goes for Pochettino as well, there are only a very select amount of clubs that you can go to, or you're willing to go to. Mm. Modric was only ever going to go to Chelsea, Madrid, Barcelona, Man United maybe. 
Pochettino is only going to go to one of those elite clubs, but I don't count Man United in those. But you know what I mean? It, I can see him if he gets offered by a Munich job, the 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 Barcelona job, then it could happen. I hope he wouldn't. I hope he stays. I hope it's uh, a case of him absolutely loving it. He seems to. Um, but yeah, if he sticks around, who knows what we can do in another five years? I think it's a bit different for managers though, because with a player, you know, you can go to a club and you're in the team, and if you're playing, it's fine. But with a manager, you don't necessarily want to go to a club like, say, if Pochettino was approached by Chelsea, mm-hmm. would you want to go there when he knows that they sack managers quite a lot? You know, similar things for Real Madrid as well. When Certainly, it's manager, style as you, well. Yeah, he needs patience exactly. and time. So you know, for a player, it's kind of easier to kind of say, "Well, I'll go there and play for them." But for a manager, the fit has to be right. And particularly with someone like Pochettino, like you say, who has a distinct style, and it would take him a while to kind of implement that at another club. Yeah, no, I was going to say exactly the same thing. I mean, he has the kind of overall say of what's going on, his uh, playing style and philosophy, and like uh, I think is what you were saying earlier, James, about. Um, how he, he how he wants not not only on the pitch but off the pitch how he wants people to behave, and with clubs like Real Madrid and Barcelona, you only get a certain amount of time where success is it has to be there straight away. You don't have time to to be implementing this and changing this that and the other. And like it, when he goes to a club, it feels like he would want to kind of change the youth team and change a, a lot of things behind the scenes to set the foundation where he's been able to do that. I suppose. And at, at, at the at the bigger clubs in Europe, he he won't get that time. So is that more attractive? I don't know. And also, you could walk. Sorry, you could walk into like the dressing room at Real Madrid, and then there may or may not be players in that squad that would probably think they're bigger than the manager. Not naming any names, of course. Uh, and then is that an attractive proposition to walk go into another club and have players there who are going to undermine you? Well, if he's going to do it his way, you'd have to get rid of those players. Yeah. Ronaldo. You know, well, after what he said last weekend, yeah, I think Ronaldo would be one of the first players to go. Mm. Um, and he joined Spurs, he got rid of um, Paulinho, Adebayor, Cabal, amongst others, yeah. And um, I think Pochettino is more than just having a song for him. Pochettino is so much more than that. And he embodies a club, he embodies a fan. Every, I mean, even yesterday, he acknowledged that the fans were, were amazing mm. in driving the team on. I thought with um, Rennup to a small degree, the fans waited for shit to happen. But the fans have so much trust in Pochettino that yesterday we were a goal down. <clears throat> Little we wouldn't score, but the fans had faith. And I feel that Pochettino has got so much more stability. Do you know at Tottenham? Then do you know what? Um, do you know what Pochettino promised in his first interview? He says that we want to build a club that the fans are proud of. Mate, that's, we're that, all proud as fuck. I mean, that, that's what he—that's what he didn't say. Trophies, he didn't say success. He said a team and a club that you can be proud of, and he's nailed it. Yeah, absolutely. I've never been percent. more proud of this Tottenham team. Yeah, it feels like I can kind of overlook all of the very things that the club does to alienate me as a fan. Ticket prices, you know, lack of communication, but it's on the pitch really where you want to see the manifestation of what you believe your football club should be and we are seeing that yeah the personalities of the players as well you got I mean Danny Rose gives a great interview is very articulate I mean even I think it could be a manager in the future as well I mean we wouldn't have thought it before you heard him speak but Rose talked about the size of the pitch and how it affects the way we play mm. and you know as I said um, twice already about Ali 
seeing how Pochettino's grown up as a person, you can't help but admire that as a, as a fan, you know? Ten of the last 16 debuts of, uh, in England have come from Pochettino players. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It just feels like this is what you kind of always imagined supporting a successful team would feel like. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're kind of all of a similar age and you're kind of used to Spurs basically being crap for yeah. like our whole lives. Yeah. Our whole lives as fans, anyway. And this kind of feels like being content with more or less every element, obviously, that I think you're talking about before, like ticket prices and stuff that aren't quite right yet. But this kind of team and the manager and the unity between the fans and the players, which is a thing that Pochettino has spoken about as well, it kind of all feels like everything's like, it's a cliche, but everyone's on the same page, everyone's putting in the same direction. And that's like, that's the difference in atmosphere. And that's probably why it was, different on, it was different on Sunday when those games before and you think the team mentioned you know that's like a game against Stoke that we lost 1-0 at home yeah. and one against Wolves and stuff in those games it was like people got agitated in the crowd mm. and it was really quiet and people kind of expected us to lose but this time it kind of felt like there was more belief from the fans and there was more encouragement from the crowd just because they'd kind of had seen from those players before that they cared about winning matches for Spurs rather than just picking up a paycheck it's kind of just feels just totally different you know, in, in the Wu-Tang Clan, the jizzer is the glue. He's a head to the body. And that's what Pochettino is to us. I mean, we could lose Ali, Kane. But if lose Pochettino, it's fucking terminal for me. Yeah. And he's, he's the most important person. And that just shows the impact he's made on the club and as me as a fan, that he's just that important that I don't give a fuck what player we lose, but we just can't lose Pochettino. We really can't afford to lose him. Who would be ODB? ODB would be Adibayo and he's gone. Oh, yeah. That's actually quite distasteful, I'm really sorry. <laughs> ODB is actually not... Anyway. <laughs> I've had a drink, I'm sorry. I don't know what's happened. Because <laughs> ODB's dead. Oh, OK. Uh, but if only Moyo was dead, then that would be... <laughs> yeah. yeah quite funny. Right. The, um, I, I think Kieran Trippier would be ODB, because there's no father to his start. Oh, that's true, that is true. <laughs> like the this monk, but anyway. OK. Um, Freud Lachenko. On the forum, he says, what has been the highlight of doing the podcast over the last five years? Mickey Hazard's first appearance, but also um, the first 1882 was also a highlight because when we did the podcast, we just didn't know what was going to happen. And um, the reaction to the Charlton game Mm. was amazing. But that and Mickey Hazard's first appearance was, was a highlight. Mine's something just kind of more simple than that. It's meeting up with like-minded people that I love and that I get to record and talk Tottenham and drink beer. It's, it's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Like, whether one person has listened to this or one million, I don't give a fuck. I have a great time doing it. Yeah. I would agree, actually. Like, But the people, like, without getting soppy, the people we met through the, the podcast have become... Yeah. Relationships have happened through the podcast, man. Yeah, yeah, people have got married through the fighting cock. Really? I thought, yeah, yeah. 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 You know them. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> uh, but without, if, if leaving that behind, I, I mean, the fact that we print a, fan, a fanzine, publish a fanzine, I think it's an amazing achievement. Um, the eighteen eighty two stuff, having Mickey Hazard sitting in my brother's room, watch, uh, brother's flat, yeah. watching a Europa League game with him. I've got fucking a job out of it. Yeah. It just that so much. My life's changed basically because of the fighting cock, and I did create it, so I kind of deserve all that. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, but jokes aside, it's, you know I wouldn't give it up for love nor money. Well done. 
James, what's your favourite beer? <laughs> All of the times I came on, they were more frequent before, but you know, whatever. Sorry, James. And getting getting to ask a Spurs player without giving too much away, if he knew why he was named after a certain sea mammal, and him definitely not knowing why. Yeah, yeah. Without giving too much away. Yeah, I, I asked the same player. A very similar question okay. in a nightclub when I met him, <laughs> and he didn't have a fucking clue. Oh dear! <laughs> or I, maybe he did, but it was loud and I was drunk and a bit high. I don't think he does. <laughs> I don't think he would have embraced that quite as much. And he has stopped doing it now. I think. Do you still do it? Do you still have it? Well, apart from the Vuitton one, I think he still records himself the dolphin. But anyway, yeah, there's been loads. It's almost too much to mention, but uh, yeah, we love doing it, and it's just great that so many people listen to it. But if yeah. they weren't, we'd, we'd still do it. But thank you all for listening and absolutely appreciate all your good comments. Many, many thanks. Um, social media and how's it changed since we started doing the podcast? Um, my thinking behind this question was um, when we first started out, and we'd say to Huddleston or Leslie Phillips, completely random, would you retweet our podcast for us? Yeah. But that could never happen now because Twitter has changed beyond recognition. When we say social media, by and large, it's about Twitter because Twitter is how a lot of us met on on a podcast. It's also how the podcast can function. Without Twitter, it'd be very difficult. Mm. Yeah, so um, it's changed a great deal since 2011. So I just wanted to know what you're feeling about how it's changed since. Yeah, I mean, it's fucking worse. There's worse people on there. It's a platform for everyone to say whatever the fuck they want to say, and sometimes, it's, even if you don't want to hear it, it ends up in your timeline. But um, I don't like I say it's a platform for fighting cock to, to exist, and I'm grateful for it. Um, and as long as it continues to grow, so with the podcast, so I've got no issue really. I'm glad of it. But as, as a writer, um, James, what does it? Have, how important is Twitter to you in terms of football uh. stuff? I mean, so in terms of kind of... You've got a blue tick as well, you bitch. Yeah, I have, yeah. When did that happen? Uh, over Christmas. That was my Christmas present. Uh, <laughs> and, and how did that happen? They just send you... Do you really want to, do you want to go for the whole boring process? Uh, yeah, yeah, I want to know. Yeah, I found a guy at Twitter and said, I want a blue tick, bitch. You said that? Well, maybe not the word bitch. Uh, so, yeah, I got ticks for, like, a lot of our stuff. Oh, oh, wanted, can't you do that for me? Yeah, give us a, give us a contact. I need to get someone from uh, nah. your employers. Oh, well, you, you've managed it. They have. It. <laughs> you do it. Come and work for me. Can I? There you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love can be bought. Okay. Um, I, I can't because I've got a project on at the oh, moment. Okay. Too busy to walk at, work at four four two and write about football and meet my favourite footballers all the time. But I thought something changed for you, Ricky, because you. You got a Twitter account at the back of the podcast, didn't you? That's right. You yeah, never had so, one before. Uh, no, I didn't have one before, and Flav told me I have to, I have to get one. Yeah. Um, it's 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 very different, obviously, from from back before Twitter, um, and when a certain team had won the league and things like that. It it wasn't so magnified that I would see and have it rammed down my throat mm. um, and it would go on like because I, I was speaking to a mate of mine and he was saying if Spurs did win the league he literally wouldn't be able to go on social media for the whole summer because <laughs> it would just it, it would just be a the hell of a do you think we'd stop in September <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, never no exactly you, you just, they, they just have to eat it they got they get this in front of them they're going to have to eat it they'll never escape it no exactly we will be unbearable I will be blocked yeah. by so many people even people in my own family yeah <laughs> unbearable we're going to be so it's. Could you, hang on, could you imagine a while Lane just singing Champions? Yeah. 
Champions, champions. Imagine it. I keep like champions at work. Like there's like presentations going on. I'm just daydreaming. And they're like, "What do you think?" And I'm just like, "I don't know, mate." Do you know, I, I was, I'm happy. Leave me alone. I man. was I was in a meeting today at work, and and I was and, and my boss looked at me and he went, "You look confused, Flav. How are you? You, you understand everything?" I was daydreaming. <laughs> I was daydreaming about Tottenham winning the league, and I, and I, I mean that was terrible. And yeah. I quickly switched back on, but because you might listen to the pod. But, uh, yeah, I was daydreaming about Spurs winning the league. And the, uh, anyway, what were we talking about? About social media, about how it's changed over the years. Uh, I mean, from, from my point of view, I joined, the, I joined social media about a year before the podcast started. And um, I found that you can say views a lot more freely than you can because everyone's on social media. Um, has it changed for the worst? To a degree. But there's so many subsets on Twitter. You've got... Um, Coy's Twitter, as you call it now. Mm. You've got social justice Twitter, and there's so many different aspects of it. And um, I think there's some amazing people on Twitter. I've, I've met some amazing people through it, and um, I think it's a good tool. If you, I mean, you can focus on the negatives and the people who are negative about Spurs, whether it's Potch out or Levy out or whatever. But I think it's an amazing tool, and I think that this podcast, another podcast I've come up as, in, as since our podcast has started. Is a, is, is a testament to how good Twitter is. Not as good as ours, though. Oh, come on. Not, say it. Our, our podcast is um, the greatest podcast that's ever been made in the history <laughs> of podcasts. Better than Serial. <laughs> you made me say that! It's, gen- it's genuinely better than season two of Serial. Genuinely. Yeah. Flav, Flav likes season two better than season oh, one, well, by the way. I've got I, I to say, I kind of, in the end, started getting lost and, and gave up. Let's move on. Yeah, fuck Serial. We've actually not, not not like Lucky Charms and, and Weetabix and that. That's fine. That can stay. Yeah. Because Case would literally hang himself. <laughs> he loves cereal, that boy. But but now we have um, hashtag Ask Ricky, and we've picked three of the best questions on every part of social media. So I'll start with the first one because it's a bit long-winded. Yeah. And it's from Chris Caulfield. Last time I called him Chris Cornfield, and he had a go at me. So it's Chris Caulfield from Facebook. Spurs have just won the league. On the final day of the season, irrelevant to the question, but I just wanted to get include that anyway. The next day, your mate who is in Basel has a spare ticket for the Europa League final, where Spurs line up against Sparta Prague. Called you to say that the ticket is for you. In the planes, trains, and automobiles turn of events, your flight is cancelled. You must make other plans to get there. One, how do you do so? And two, who do you take as your sidekick? I imagine there has to be a Spurs player as a sidekick. I don't know. Spurs player? No, who do you take as your sidekick? Fuck that. But it doesn't work for the audience. I don't care, I want to know his answer. Um, All right, we'll go with the sidekick first, uh, and it would probably be Flav. Thank you. That's a bit gay, but go on. Whatever. Um, No, I'm a phobic, just, just, you know. It says there's only one spare ticket in the question, so I'm not really sure what's going to happen. He's coming coming along for the ride. Yeah. Um, Are you John Candy, or is he John Candy? (laughs) (laughs) Go on. Yeah, no, it, it uh, it would be Flav, because... We would be in the airports or wherever, and whatever's happening, he would he would know how to ha- how to handle me, and it would be <laughs> like me. yeah, and it would be like Rick, chill. Bear in mind, there's we'll, no flights. We'll go we'll go for a beer, we'll sort it out, and then I'll relax. If I was with Windy, he would be like, oh, uh, if we do the five thirty two, and then we get the five thirty, mate, shut up, you're just saying numbers at me, and just stop doing this, stop it. <laughs> Uh, Bardi, I wouldn't be able to. Like, he'll be going on about fucking food or Nearly. women or whatever. <laughs> Nearly. Yeah, in Italy. <laughs> T would be pissed up 
on rum. That's true. Lo- lo- I'll say, how are we going to get there? I don't know, mate. I've lost my shoes. <laughs> how have you lost your shoes? Oh, Left them on the train. Yeah. <laughs> It'd just be a fucking nightmare. It'd be a nightmare. Uh, and, yeah, I was, just, I was just about to come to speak. I, I wouldn't be able to sit on a flight with him. He'd annoy me too much. But the flight's <laughs> been cancelled. He needs to find a way to get to the ground. Uh, but yeah, so can you not wait for another plane? Can you? That's, that's, that's a very interesting answer. That's not very interesting. Yeah, no, You've got to find a way to get to Basel. What we do is hire a car. Yeah, right. hire, yeah hire a car, train. Get mailbags, transfer some money, find a car. Me and Rick would ride out into the sunset. What car would it no, be? We, no, we'd hotwire a car. Why wouldn't you take Alex? Because of his accent's a bit annoying. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a good point. And, and, and plus, like, vegan, we'd have to stop at loads of different places. <laughs> uh, excuse me, mate, has this got me? Yeah. Oh, Let's say cardboard oh, on, for man. two for three days. Yeah. So you, so, so uh, you, uh, you uh, hot wire a car? Yeah, hot wire a car, and um, we would just go go for it. there And then and we, and we wouldn't even take our passports. All right, what's the next question? I don't know. Um, if it, this is from Dean Wallman on... Dino? Yeah, we love Dino, yeah. friend of the podcast. Yeah. If it guaranteed... Yeah, just, a friend, just a friend. Yeah, a friend too. Yeah. If it guaranteed £10 million in your bank... £10 million pounds in your bank account, would you take knowing that every one poo in ten roughly come out <laughs> as live tarantulas? Would you take it? Oh, for fuck's sake, man! <laughs> It takes a lot for me to... Oh, Jesus. That is okay, grim, yeah, That it? is fucking well grim. You've got, ten, little legs, got ten more, though. Little legs creeping out. Yeah, but I, like, I have a turnout, like, at least three times a day. <laughs> so that means you get tranches yeah, every other exa- day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I don't know if I can handle that. But ten Tranchally, million. They're, they're fucking rank. you seen them? They are. <laughs> they're disgusting. What, and what, one tarantula? Or is it, like, just, like... So tarantulas. A couple. Yeah, I deal with tarantulas, man. So you don't want the money? You nah, turn on the money? Nah, man. <laughs> the thing but is, that I if, can't do that. If you had ten million pound in your bank, would you pay to stop tarantulas crawling out your ass? And I probably would. No, but you'd have you'd have a luxury toilet. You just like have someone deal with that. Isn't it? <laughs> there's nothing, no, nothing. I have some fucking, I have some fucking poison or some shit. That there's nothing. Or humanely get rid of them. There's nothing anyone could do to make that situation better. No matter how much money you had. It, Maybe the last those... poo of a lot of a large poo will be a tarantula. Not the like, first you forget one. as well. Like you like get up in the morning. And, and, After a while, you get used to it. You no, definitely yeah. wouldn't forget that. No, you'd forget. You would be I'm like, sure. you're like, oh man, I am dying for a fucking little turnout here. And then you'd be like, uh, you'd be sitting on the toilet, and you're like, like just thinking, you're like, hang on a second, is this the eighth or ninth? <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> I didn't count! I didn't count! Here they come again! <laughs> well, I think that clears that up. Yeah, you, I, I don't you want the money. Man. You don't want the money. No, I don't want the money, man. So there's one I'll last... Do, I'll do a lot of things for money, but tarantulas out my ass. Nah, mate, I ain't having it. <laughs> so there's one last question, which is a bit more practical, from Stylish Riot on Twitter. Can't get my petrol lawnmower to start. A change of oil, petrol, clean the spark plugs, any idea? Uh, yeah, we live in 2016. Get an electric one, mate. Like seriously, like but if you've done all that, uh, fucking lob it in the skip, mate. It's done. It's done. <laughs> if you've cha- if you've changed it and you've done, and you've gone through the spark plugs and that, you, f- first of all, what you could do is you could do you go to Google and do like the most common causes for your petrol lawnmowers breakdown, and then you go through that. If there's any bit that's a bit more technical, then you hop over to YouTube and it will show you. But if you want to, if you want to skip all that. Just lob it in the bin. Thirty quid electric lawnmower. That's it. Done. Yeah. No, none of this worry. Fair enough. That was comprehensive. Ricky would sort that out. All right. So we've got some questions. Well, one. 
One question. Okay, that's good anyway. Uh, Vinny Samway, Vinny underscore Samways, um, he asks, for, for our homeless season, which fantasy venue would you have as a temporary address anywhere in the world? What, what, in terms, before we answer that, what, what are your favourite away grounds? Where, where's your, your favourite place to visit? Well, what's the best stadium you've ever been in, other than White Lane? Um, Craven Cottage is always a good one. I enjoyed that in a way. Yeah. But what about that as a home ground, though? You've actually been abroad to ground, so you're actually the best yeah, player I'm, Ameri- I'm booed an Arsenal player onto the pitch in the American art. That, that's my Spurs cards on the table, right? <laughs> yeah, this is it in Brazil for the, uh, for the World Cup. Yeah. Uh, what, who, what game did you see? Uh, that was Chile against Spain, and it was Santi Cazorla. Uh, and what? So just surrounded by Chile, like, confused Chileans, and there's this like, massive English guy. Like, Boo! Boo! <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what's, what's it like, that stadium? Uh, yeah, it's amazing. It's cool. yeah, you can kind of sense... And I, this is a cliche as well. But you kind of <laughs> sense the kind of... There's like a vibe. Yeah, like you can kind of tell there's been a lot of like. What's the capacity? You know? It used to be it's massive. Not, it's not insane. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's like seventy or something, maybe or eighty. But it's not. So it's not like you know insanely huge. But it's it's a really nice stadium. Like outside, the architecture is like really nice. Mm. I've got one. Go on. Dunwich Hamlet's Grand. What? That's the Clapton's Grand. That's the good, good, good atmosphere there. Have yeah. you been? No, it look, looks good on t- looks good on the pictures what's, on Instagram. What's your favorite? <laughs> what's your favorite ground you've been to lately? I've only been to ground in England, so it's not really flashy. I wouldn't want Spurs to play at home, I'm having this ground, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, um, um, Villa and West Brom are, good, are fun away days. I enjoyed going to them as away days, but would I want us to play 19... No, no, but forget that question for a second. What's your favourite away ground that you've been to? Villa Park? Uh, it'd be Hawthorns, Villa Park and Craven Cottage. I enjoy those the most. Rick? Um, Craven Cottage, decent. Villa Park, decent. I also enjoy, like for, I don't know. I went to been to St James's Park and uh, Celtic as well. And when the crowd get going, um, it's fucking loud. Mm. Um, and it's just like you just get into that stadium, you look around, you're like, this is fucking huge. I've never been to St James's Park before. I mean, I'm probably will go this season because it's the last game of the season. But they put us up in the gods, didn't they? Yeah, they do. It's quite funny because you have to walk up the stairs and there's yeah. like 13 flights of stairs. And I was going up there and I had a few beers before. Um, I was walking up the stairs and everyone's like, Tartan, Tartan. And as you're getting up and you get to the third flight and everyone's like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> like there's that dry white spittle spitting on the floor <laughs> over other people. And you're like, Fucking hell, man, how am I going to get up here? So, but when you get up there and you're that high up and you're looking across and you can see the town and stuff like that, you're like, fucking hell, this is pretty mega, actually. Um, and then I went to... What's this ground called? Celtic Park? I think it was uh, yeah. Parkhead. Parkhead, Parkhead yeah. Uh, I went to watch Celtic v Spurs in a friendly. Um, and when they, when they started singing... Celtic, yeah. Celtic... It started vibrating in my head. And I was like, fucking hell, this is mad. Yeah, that was quite. That was quite cool. I think my favourite ground. I always used to like Selhurst Park uh, when Wimbledon played there because we used to take over three sides. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But my favourite ground I've ever been to is um, is the Bernabeu. Just I didn't like that, oh, mate. I I was I've ne- I never I, I had the same feeling when I worked, walked walked into the first Wembley. Actually, I didn't think that I'd like it. I thought I'm a bit of a traditionalist. I like that old stadium, even though it's a bit of a shithole, needed repair and all that shit. But I got into Wembley and I was like, fuck, this is huge. It's mm. massive. If you haven't been to Wembley, 
it's surprising how big that stadium is. It's but quite vast, yeah. The Bernabeu, when I walked in, I wasn't expecting this, the pitch to be sunken for a start. So that was amazing. And I thought, fuck, I'm like walking in at what I thought was ground level and the pitch is sunken into the ground. But the size of it and the architecture, I think it shits on the new camp, or Camp Nou. Um, that's my favourite ground. And I'd love to put Spurs to play there if it was logistically possible. What about San Isidro? No, it's a shithole. I hated it. Who is yeah. it who plays on White? Is it Harringay Burrow that play on White? Yeah, yeah, they are. There good go. shout. Play there. Yeah. there you go. You get like 600 people in there probably. Yeah. Uh, that's that's, that's loyalty points. points yeah. <laughs> loyalty points, but still, great, great idea. <laughs> a bit impractical, but, you know, it's fucking romance, isn't it? <laughs> All right, one more question. Um, uh, Don't know. <laughs> sorry, just putting, getting it off the uh, phone. Uh, will Poch buy a striker because of the Champions League? At what point do we start buying instead of developing? This is from Matthew Stone. Uh, I'd be amazed. If, if we qualify for the Champions League in particular, I'd be amazed if we didn't sign another striker. Well, we've been linked with Mandzukic today. Have we? Yeah. Oh, okay. I knew that because I'm a journalist. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> um, if, if we win the league, we'd be fucking buy anyone. We want Neymar, whatever. Yeah. They don't want him. They I don't, don't think him. we'd sign someone like Mandzukic. Who want to sign? Who want to sign someone younger that he can kind of mould into his I, kind of? I, I think the, the interesting part of the question is when do we start stop developing and start buying and. You buy so you win the league. If we win the league using the system that Pochettino has created, then there's no reason for him to change. Although he has said if he can improve the squad with a player, he will. So he's, de- he's developed the players he bought anyway. So he's kind of, you're kind of going to do both, right? It's very precariously balanced because it's very important the um, the togetherness of our squad and our team. Mm. So you can buy someone like. Um, I'm, I'm only saying I'm not a bitch because he's like a baby Zlatan, isn't he? Mm. The guy from um, Stoke. Um, and he seems, and I, I don't want him either. I'm just saying someone like that would be quite arrogant. So probably need someone who's a little bit unassuming. It wouldn't be like a big name player, but it'd be someone who's yeah. So um, Pochettino, I think, said once said that um, players join Tottenham to train, not to be in the not to be in the not join to play, Tottenham yeah. to train, and um, any player has got to follow that philosophy. But I do believe that if we do, if we did win the league, well, when we win the league, yeah. that um, we're all about our players who we will get, we will get another strike. We have to, absolutely have to. It's yeah. important. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be. <coughs> it's not going to be like when was it? Uh, was it under Ramos when we like bought shitload of players? Yeah. Um, it's not going to be like that. It's going to be people that will make. Um, that will kind of have a decent impact but won't upset the apple cart. It's going to be a very balanced approach. Um, and I think it'll be like two to three players that we bring in. Yeah, I mean, the summer window, we had Trippier, um, Rimmer, Son, Clinton, and Ali joined in, in, in January. I mean, Son probably had the most expectation of him, but Ali's almost exceeded everything. So... I think that gives me a bit more faith that we're going to buy the right player. We bought um, Fazio, Stambouli, the window, the summer before. And Dad, Dad did good. But I think we're going to have less duds like those, like Stambouli and Fazio. I reckon we're going to buy... I've got more faith in our buying policy now than before. Absolutely. I mean, that's yeah. the reason. We haven't bought a single dud in, in last season at all. They've all worked out. Yeah. Apart, uh, NG's the only one that hasn't really... Uh, yeah, no opportunity to really. Um, I think he. Well, I mean, the, the Liverpool game. I think someone got injured early, and he came on. He just did all right. I think he was showing signs of coming into his own. Man City came on. Well yeah, the, then, then he got the injury. Um, 
We've had, as I said, we've had Kevin Vimmer, who's, who's looked... Incredible. He looks really? accomplished, or very accomplished. Yeah, given the fact that we worried about Batongan and how well that relationship, and he's just kind of just slipped in there and there's been no issue. To really. be fair, we could afford an injury in that position more than others. Yeah. I think it would have been different if Alderweireld had got injured. If Alderweireld had got injured yeah. and you'd been playing Vimmer and Batongan, I think you might have been a bit different. When is yeah. uh, Batongan and Inji back? This, well, March. Vertonghen was two months from the Palace game. So was it? Yeah, yeah two months. So I don't think he'll. He probably won't play. Well, that's yeah, January, no, but it'll probably be April. Yeah. He, he, I doubt he'll get his fitness back in time to play again. Maybe, I may be wrong. Hasn't he got the cast off? I don't, I don't know. But I don't know. Um, did you talk to Ali about uh, his relationship with Dyer? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he said <laughs> he's his best friend at the club, and they'd be friends for life. Is that what he said? Yeah. It's quite sweet, isn't it? Oh, that it's is actually lovely. a little... There should be a little YouTube video that you can watch that has Dyer talking... Uh, sorry, Ali talking about all of like his first teammates. Did, did, did he say that like he was being a bit silly? Or did he say... No, no, silly? that was really genuine. Really genuine. Fuck, he said like, at the, when he went to, like when he came to the club that Dyer was one of the people that looked after him, which is crazy because Dyer's like... A year older. And has only been in a club a year. But, but in football, football in terms, that's quite... That's a yeah, substantial... I mean, you're talking that's about a third of someone's yeah, career. Yeah. But um, that, that's fucking lovely. I mean... It is, yeah. If we were losing, you wouldn't give a fuck. You're like, mate, you two need to fucking sort it out. Well, that, but... That's, that's the point that you made. I mean, we, we, we talked about the Ali and Dar video on, on uh, that Spurs did a Spurs TV. Yeah. And the if boxing... We, yeah, there was that, and then there's also the. Um, it was so funny the way Dyer was looking at Ali when he was filming <laughs> yeah. him, when he was hitting the pads. That little, and, little look, it was fucking beautiful. And they reminded each other up, um, saying, oh, I'm carrying you in the midfield. Mm. Remember that? Yeah. And Ali said, What about the Van Arnholt goal? Yeah. I mean, these are good things in the win. If we're losing, maybe not so, but it's just great that this is. That's just the theme of this podcast, this is the togetherness of our, of our squad. Yeah, there's a, there, so the, the other thing he, he mentioned was that, that even when they're not all together, they kind of do stuff. So like, they all play Call of Duty online, like 15 of them at a time. Really? They you all know. play Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> I Maybe get that's in, too much. I want to get in on they're that. They're all getting stoned. I know they all get stoned, I know they are. I know you can't say, but I know they all get stoned. What do you reckon Ali told him that? <laughs> I know you can't say, James, about them all getting stoned and mainlining crack into their eyes. <laughs> I know you can't say that. But it definitely happens. Um, I fucking just love it. I love it. I just, just like I said, it's so easy when things are going well to look yeah, on the bright side of all cool, this. Yeah. I mean, people criticise Holtby for his said that he's shit and he's only people only like him because of his social media presence. But it's just fucking lovely. I mean, even today with what Lamella said about we can win the league, there's obviously going to be maybe a small backlash that Lamella is maybe not tearing the world apart as some people want him to because of his price tag or whatever. But I just think it speaks so much, so much volumes. I mean, Ricky, what do you think about no, Lamella? Ricky, you said he wanted him out last week. So fuck him, I think. No, I didn't say I want him out. You I did th- say fuck him. No, I did not. <laughs> no, you're making stuff up. Sorry. It's ridiculous. Sorry. Um, the question was, w- w- would I sell him uh, for X amount? and Money uh, back. Yeah, and get money back. And I said, yes, I would. Um, and I said... It's hard to say that now because he said such lovely things. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, forget about it, but he, he's, he's, uh, he had a great game against uh, Swansea. He did, yeah. did he? And what did you did think? It's all right. It's all right. Uh-huh. I don't well, know. I thought I he had a good did, game. I think he had a really good game, and he had a great game against Fiorentina. And, I didn't uh, see that. Who was it? Um, there's a bit of ag. There's a bit of ag for. Uh, was it? Oh, fucking Angel, Rangel, Angel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a bit of ag between those two, and like. Uh, uh, Lamella raised his arm 
uh, off the ball and like a, he, that Angel grabbed him and they're having this bit of a spit and I was like fucking go on son go on have him have, have him. him have him <laughs> so you want him to knock him out yeah, and yeah, get, yeah. get sent off yeah no, no not get sent off just do it on the slide dirty ones from dirty scrape, like Dennis Wise scrapes down the back or <laughs> yeah. Torres do you remember that little bitch who used to oh, yeah. used to scratch all the time <laughs> fucking arsehole <laughs> Anyway, that's a good way to end the Fighting Cop podcast. Thank yep. you, everyone, for downloading. Thanks for ordering the fanzines. There's still some available. Almost all of them have been sent out now. Um, thank God. And thank you to Alex and, and Barley for helping me sort that out. They did great. But if you're going to say, where's your fanzine, say the order number, don't speak to us. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So he's had a drink. Uh, no, have... this is realness, man. Don't say, where's my fanzine? Say an order number. Otherwise, <laughs> don't speak. <laughs> Simple as that. Yeah, <laughs> what he said. All right, uh, James, thanks so much for coming down again. It Thank you for having me. It won't be th- that long next time. Okay. It, it wasn't a personal thing. Oh. I know you. You noticed. I noticed the comment, a little dig you made, and uh, it's accepted. <laughs> next time, email us. Uh, don't, don't, <laughs> don't do it live on air, right? <laughs> Ricky, I love you. I love you too. And that's been the fighting cock. Boom. <laughs> This thing is no longer the big dog. Ricky is. I'm not a big dog. You are. I'm just the main dog. Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 At Firehouse Subs, a portion of every purchase helps provide life-saving equipment to first responders. We make our subs differently because our subs make a difference. Like our Italian sub, piled high with Genoa salami, pepperoni, and Virginia honey ham. Or our Firehouse meatball sub with zesty marinara, both with melted provolone and Italian seasoning. Your choice, just $6.99 each for a medium and only for a limited time at Firehouse Subs. Tap the banner now to start your order. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's not easy being the one everyone counts on to keep the facility running, no matter the weather or supply chain hiccup. But we get you, Raymond in Buffalo and Maria in Miami, Jules in Minneapolis, and Stan in Central Indiana. 
taking control of everything that's under your control. At Granger, we're here for you with experienced branch staff at over 250 locations so you get the product you're looking for. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.